This is Bellator Colloquium, a podcast of the Bellator Society. Bellator in Latin means warrior, and a colloquium is a conversation. We at the Bellator Society are online warriors for the true, good, and beautiful, and this podcast is our conversation about all those things and so much more. Meet us here weekly at Bellator Colloquium and at bellatorsociety.com for content that will hopefully lift you, inspire you, comfort you, and make you feel a part of our Bellator Society. Welcome, friends and warriors, to podcast number four. We have something really special in store for you today on the podcast. As you know, we've been digging into our blog archives for the past couple of episodes and talking about some of our most popular blogs. And today we are going into our ecumenism series that we did um, a while back, and we are pulling out one of our blogs to talk about, and we have a special guest on the show today, Sarah Beth Lowe Yay! Yay. from Little Rock, Arkansas, <laughs> and she is a Southern Baptist, and she wrote a blog for us um, and talked about just what she liked about the Catholic Church and what she respected and and kind of talked a little bit about her faith tradition, and she is a realtor in Little Rock, and she is a mom to three boys, and she's married to her sweetheart, and she's one of my favorite friends in the world. Thank you. <laughs> and she... We're, we're giggling because we're so excited, number one, to be together, and I want to set the stage really fast and just say that Sarah Beth set out for us a spread. We are sitting in her gorgeous kitchen in her beautiful home on That's out so overlooking sweet. her gorgeous backyard. I wish that y'all could see what we're seeing here. We may throw up a picture uh, on social media just so you can get a glimpse, just a little peek inside of her home because she really is like hostess with the mostess and such a, a, a gracious host y'all are for sweet. us. And I'm thank you for here. having us. Thank you for having yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> So what haven't we told people that's good for people to know about you? What are you into? Well, I'm into Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) I am into podcasts. Um, I listen to them every single day in my car, going to and from wherever I'm going. My kids are subjected to them now because I love to listen to them so much. Um, So I'm super excited that y'all are doing this. I think that there's just a, it's a great way to connect with people. Um, And so I'm just happy to be part of it. But I love anything decorating, um, baseball, I'm a baseball mom, so I have baseball tan lines from sitting at a baseball park all over the state of Arkansas, and um, that's about it, just trying to survive three boys. Yes, I, I hear Sarah you. Sarah is the girliest girl mom, just girliest uh, girl. Girl mom. And oh, boy then mom. to have yeah. three boys is just, it's like humor. humor. Yes, like totally, totally. Brain's a pretty girl yes. too, and she's got four boys. So oh my gosh, I don't know how you do four. We just live parallel lives. You know what I mean? We just <laughs> I do these things. Although we don't do all the baseball, so I admire <sighs> that. We used to do swimming, like we would sit by the swimming pool, which is different than a baseball field, and you get a little dizzy from all the chlorine. All the oh yeah, the chemicals. I bet. <laughs> yes, we just—it's a lot of good people watching at the baseball field. <laughs> oh yes, indeed, indeed. Always drama. Always drama. Always drama. But let's jump into our um, our little conversation about ecumenism. And I also want to say this. I, we think that we pronounce it ecumenism. <laughs> Fran, I, I told Fran, I, don't, I, I get really caught up on this word and how to say it. And so Fran goes, what the 
put the emphasis on the ooh. And so I really like go for it now. I'm like, ecumenism. <laughs> Sounds like a seasoning. Like season it does. Like, yeah. Cumin. Cumin. <laughs> so I, um, that's, that's how I say it. But her, Sarah Beth's blog is titled Southern Baptist Girl. And she kind of introduces herself in the blog. And she says, you know, I had an early introduction to Catholicism as my mother, a Southern Baptist from the Delta, married my dad, a Catholic from Illinois. And she kind of explains, gives a little background on her parents and her dad and his upbringing. And she said she always admired her dad's dedication and faith. And then she kind of goes on and talks about just how um, the Catholic Church kept coming sort of back into mm-hmm. her life through um, her roommates. Yeah, like totally. You, you always had Catholic I did. roommates. I did always have Catholic roommates. And it was so funny because I went to school um, out of state, and it just so happened that everyone around me was Catholic, even on the floor in our sorority house. That's hilarious. And, so, and they could, technically you could walk to the Catholic Church in um, Oxford, um, off of campus, which I thought was a great location. And, um, <laughs> so our, for our listeners, Oxford is Ole Miss. Ole Miss, yes. Oxford, okay. Mississippi. And so um, I would literally go with my friends at times to Mass because there was so many options yeah. right. um, to attend. And, you know, I did going to church by yourself and being out of state at college, it could be honestly really depressing. And so, and it just reminded you that you were away from home, you were away from your family, and um, and sitting in the pew alone, it just, I don't know. And so, but I enjoyed thoroughly going with them. And they never even batted an eye. They're like, yeah, come on, let's yeah. go. <laughs> Service along for the ride. Yeah. Um, and then, who, so you had a, a roommate in college. Yeah, yes. give us your Catholic timeline. Yeah. Yeah. So you had your dad. So I had my dad. And then, who I feel like is a gold star Catholic because he's one of 12 kids. So I feel like that. And his, 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 my grandmother was Catholic who also married a Baptist only okay. child. Um, and ended up, you know, ha- all of them uh, practiced Catholicism, his siblings. Um, and my dad would go to mass across the street from the first Baptist church where I, we lived when we were little. Um, they happened to be right across from each other, which was super handy. And then he would come <laughs> over to what we call big church. Yeah. Um, and my mother would sing in the choir, and we would sit out in the um, in the pew and, and watch and um, worship together. And then when we moved, when he was relocated for work, they ended up going to Sunday school class together at the church where they are now. Um, and so he would still go to mass during the holiday mm-hmm. season. And like I stated in the blog, to this day he practices Lent. Mm-hmm. Like he is oh. like very. Um, I mean, he will not, you know, it is, it is a fish fillet from McDonald's on Friday. <laughs> you know the drill. I remember being at a political event and it was during Lent and it was a Friday and it was like a, um, it was like a big barbecue oh, thing. Yes. Remember? I, I know exactly what he And he was like, oh, you're not eating or something like that. And he like kind of pushed his tray away and your mom was like, I don't know what she said. Something funny. <laughs> yeah. Your mom's hilarious. And so I did, I didn't realize he practiced mm-hmm. Lent. Still, still practices to this day. Um, but anyway, so then uh, going, to my best friend um, growing up, Jenny, who lives in Franklin, Tennessee now, she was also Catholic. She was one of five, um, and they went to St. Joe, which was the only Catholic church mm-hmm. there that um, in, Little, in Conway, sorry. And um, again, I always thought it was super cool that everyone that was Catholic went to the same church. Yeah. They were part of the same parish. Yeah. They all knew each other. All the families knew each other. Um, you know, and you, and you drive around town and you would see so many different churches of different denominations, you know, multiples. Mm-hmm. And, um, but at St. Joe, they all, mm-hmm. you know, were aware You said somewhere in the blog something about 
in a small town, there's a tanning bed. <laughs> <Which Well, every laughs> there were so that many is, tanning beds. That's, yes. a, that's a very like, um, Sarah Beth has been one of my friends <laughs> for a very long time. And that's like the most, just like Sarah Beth in a bubble right yeah. there. That's Sarah Beth in a church and tanning. Oh, there's a church and tanning bed on every, on every corner in the South. I mean, for you real. have a way with words. For real. Yeah. There were a lot of tanning. And we went. We should not have been going. Didn't know it, but we did go. As long as you were going to the churches too. Right. Sure, yeah. right. Something was made up yes. in the mix there. Totally. So I have a quick question about, um, you had mentioned that you were admired that the Catholics all worshipped under one roof mm-hmm. at, at St. Joe's together, and that you had noticed that, in, at least among the non-Catholic Christians, there were different churches that people mm-hmm. kind of scattered around. Um, do you feel that there was, like, a turfy situation happening? Like, did you not go to someone else's church? Like, if you went to First Baptist, did you not go to First United Methodist like, or like your friends Baptist. or Emmanuel Baptist, if you went, did, would you not go to another denomination, not Catholic, but right. like, did you feel like there was like a turfiness about it? I, in, in my house, no. Like okay. we, cause I did young life in high school. So there were times that we would as a group even drive to Little Rock and go to fellowship Bible, yeah. which was non-denominational. Um, and so I grew up where my parents were very like, we want you in church, uh-huh. worshiping the Lord reading the Bible, living by the Word. Now, if that means that you later on in life end up going to church at a Methodist church Mm -hmm. or Presbyterian church, you know, that's totally fine if you're in that place where you feel that um, you can worship the the best. And so I I remember growing up and... Um, Methodist Church are famous for their youth groups. I feel like everywhere yeah, you are. go, it's like true. Oh, that. Really? Oh, yeah, I feel like Baptists are famous. Oh, that Methodists have like the like open awesome open doors. Yes, and their <laughs> youth group, like their life centers, and the um, they had they had dances. Like they oh. would have a dance on a Friday night when we were kids after like a junior high football game or a high school football game and we would our parents would drop us off like whatever it took to get the kids in like a, a safe fifth place quarter kind of thing yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and so i that so that was like the hot place to be mm-hmm. um i loved my church growing up but it wasn't necessarily the hot place to be <laughs> and so i remember that the methodist church had a lot of church members that ended up joining the church because of their reach um, to kids and so in their children's ministry. But um, no, my parents were never like, if we went with our best friend to the Methodist church, if I went with Jenny to the, like they were never concerned Mm -hmm. as long as we were worshiping. And so um, now other people may have felt differently and grown up differently. Sure. I, I, think, I can see that. I think when you have parents of two different faith backgrounds, you yeah. are a little bit more open to other faith traditions. I think yeah. that's probably because um, some character is very of, like you're this and you need to be this mm-hmm. until the day you die, and um, we really want you at our church. And I get that, like I get the, but it, in the end, that's not what it's about, right? Yeah. Um, like I will understand if one if our boys do not go to Emanuel Baptist. I mean, I would love for them to all be at church with us, but if they marry someone who's passionate about their particular home church, then I'll understand that they're going to visit and Mm -hmm. whatever. I would say growing up for me, oldest of six kids, my youngest brother, when my family moved to Bentonville, Arkansas, um, he was invited 
it was the Methodist Church, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. yeah. And, and, and I think they were going on, I don't know if it was a ski trip or it was some yeah, kind of trip. Good trips. They did have good <laughs> trips. And um, my parents would not let him go. And I don't think that it was because, I mean, they didn't care if he had friends who were of other right. faiths in any way, shape, or form. But also, the Catholic Church in Bentonville, Arkansas, was not like a hotbed for fun youth activities. So they were like, we don't want you to be pulled away from your faith mm-hmm. by the fun stuff that this other church is offering. And I felt they, I, I feel... I don't have this, you know, on record as them saying this, but like they probably felt like it was a bit of a draw away from Catholicism because they were maybe the priority was a little off. And so right. that we so we grew up always with that kind of like, ooh, should we go? And I think that might also be vestiges of pre Vatican two, where mm-hmm. we were actually told not to go to Oh other really? Churches. Yeah, oh totally. Like it was a very taboo thing for you to go to another church's worship service. Even, I think, weddings or things like that right. were always kind of like, oh, well, this is an exception that you can enter. <laughs> but I do feel like as we have, mm-hmm. you know, moved into um, a more ecumenical mindset, like, we really do have an appreciation for, like, if this is where... Even now we have, like, ecumenical Thanksgiving services. Oh, wow. Where, like, yeah. the Baptist church, the Methodist church, the Episcopal church, the Catholic church all get together for I a big, that. like, Thanksgiving service in November, which I think is beautiful. That is beautiful. And they have all the different pastors yeah. and priests and whatever lead, you know, portion of the service. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Well, Because we're, we're all sisters and brothers in Christ. Amen. And so, you know, where the house that you worship under is, I mean, as long as you're... I just feel like it's it's the message and it's it's the Bible, like it's the word. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I grew up and I hope how I'm raising my kids that way. We'll see. We'll see how they turn out in the end. But that's it's funny, you should, it's funny you should say that too, because I do feel like we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves to to make sure that our children grow up in the faith, whatever that faith yeah. is. But honestly, if we really believe what we say we believe that faith is a gift then the pressure isn't on us. That, that's you know, true. It is yeah. the working of the Holy Spirit and their free will. And, you know, God willing, we mm-hmm. have formed them well leave and given them. them leave yes. them, leave yeah. them. But, but it's going to be their decision. Yeah. Oh, Which yeah. is hard to accept as a mother because you want to be like, no, I told you what the right decision is. <laughs> <laughs> it's my way or the highway. I'm a little bit like that. It's my way or the highway. Oh, for sure. Okay, so Sarah, you said that in college you would go to mass with your Catholic friends mm-hmm. because kind of being in a pew alone is yeah. a little bit depressing. And I think that leads back to what the Protestant traditions, and I think especially the Baptist and non-denominational faith traditions do so well as community. And I think you mm-hmm. probably had such good community growing up that when you were in college, it was like, oh, right. I'm all by myself. Yeah, I was like, myself. This is not, yeah. this, this isn't church for you. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Catholics have a lot to learn in that yeah. regard. We always talk about community, community, community. And I was... Tell but that's why this is so great that you guys are doing this because you're helping build a community of women all over the country, all over the world that, I mean, Catholic women to come together because, you know, non-denomination and uh, I did mops. Yeah. Um, Moms I, of preschool. Yes. Right? And so when we lived in um, Arlington, Virginia, I stayed home after our second child and I did not know like what to do. And luckily for us, we had a mops group that met at our church at Downtown Baptist. And so I went there and just built whole new friendships. And like you said, a community with stay-at-home moms of young children. And it, like, because that was such a difficult season in our lives with work and everything else that I don't know how else we would have gotten through it. Yes. And I remember leaving mops um, on Tuesdays and Mitchell would call me and be like, hey, 
So what'd y'all talk about today? Like he was literally so hungry. He was hungry, yeah. That he would ask me what I was learning in my women's Bible study group with preschoolers. <laughs> and he was like, okay, so what was the message? Like, what did you learn? Can you tell me so that I can yeah. just yeah. get through the week? Yes. And so, um, but yeah, so we, I, I, yes, we they've done a good job, um, I think, community. And I think you guys doing this is such a big deal. It's like, I, I just think it's huge. Well, I was telling Fran on the phone the other day that we, um, we were we we had moved a lot, and we were at a parish, um, and I, and so you know you always I always give ourselves like two years to get really like entrenched, yeah. and I mean it takes, it takes about a while. two years yeah. anytime we've moved out of state to um, to really get a new community in in our church you know church family whatever, um, and so we were it was after mass and we were looking around and they were they were they were selling some stuff and so I was. Of course, looking because I like to buy things, and um, and so my shopping husband, at church. Love it's Jesus. like Jesus loves me, and so John took our girls to just grab a coffee and donut, you know, after church, and he came back and said, "You got to buy the coffee and donuts, and I don't have any cash." And I was like, "You Aww. have to be kidding me! I've never heard of that." And so I think the Catholic Church. There's a million things I love about it, but. Community building is something that we can really work on. Cause, right. Like, how and, and perhaps even fundraising. We could figure out a different way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. It's moments like that that I'm like, oh, the Fellowship Baptists are not selling donuts. No. Okay, <laughs> well, pause. Because that is not the norm, though, for Catholic churches. It's like, not we the don't, norm. I mean, the fact that you would walk into the Family Life Center or the parish hall or whatever and be charged for a donut is not necessarily the, the constant it experience. Took us back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're like, so what what is that fellowship looking? What does fellowship look like at a Baptist church? So I, it's funny that you said this, and um, I cannot c- commit to what it go you know, what it is now. But I remember um, looking at someone in our Sunday school class, which we still have Sunday school classes. Okay, you need to tell because we have okay. a lot of Catholic listeners who okay. might not understand what Sunday school so, is to a Baptist versus like. Our Sunday school is, is it your first communion year? Then you're going to go to Sunday school if you don't go to a Catholic school. So I have been in a Sunday school class my entire life. Yes. And so um, even as an adult, we have adult Sunday school classes where, for instance, we will take, um, you know, two or three months and we'll study Hebrews. Um, And it will be run in line with what the pastor's preaching about during that time period. Um, Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a book. Sometimes it's a Christian parenting book. But we have a Sunday school class and we've always been a part of one. And we, is it the same class? It is the same class. And we have actually, uh, Mitchell and I have the same teachers for the last seven years. Wow. Um, and people will come and visit a church, and then they will not only just visit that church, they will then visit different Sunday school classes uh-huh. because there are different teachers. And they we have an early service and a late service. And so there's classes during both services. Our early service is the more traditional mm-hmm. church service. And then our second service is the more like guitar, drums, you know, louder music. We call that picking and grinning. (laughs) It is loud. It is loud. And and truth be told, I'm not very cool because I actually like the traditional hymns better. I I love it. But um, this particular Sunday school class meets during first service, so that put us in second service church. So we have been in the same class. The Davis class is what we call it. And, um, how many people are in your class? It varies year to year. Like right now we probably have, you know, 26 people. So however many couples y'all can do the math. So that's 12. 12. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. 13. Roughly 13. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The one said I was good with numbers. Um, but so 13 couples and something that we did 
our class did when we were in Virginia was to break the ice. We would go around, and um, our teacher, who is a gentleman, um, had already raised his kids. He was a scientist that had been um, a non-believer mm-hmm. who had come to know Christ. He was an amazing teacher. And he would break the ice by saying, okay, just go around the circle and tell us what Christ has been doing in your life this oh. week. And y'all, oh my gosh, people would just like go head first. Like they were like laying it all out there. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever left the classroom, but I cannot begin to tell you the stories of what people were really going through. Mm-hmm. And um, they were, I have goosebumps right like now. They the were like time. literally just dying and waiting for someone to ask yes. them and the opportunity to share. And so we would just listen. And sometimes it would just be so heavy that we would stop instantly and pray for like over them. Sometimes it was praise. Sometimes it was good news. Um, but there was just so many things. And when you live um, like all of us did at that time in Arlington, we were all out of staters. None of us had yeah. family. Um, so everything was about your friends. Yeah. Your friends were your family. That was your lifeline. It was it. Was it. And um, so we were, I think it forces you to commit to friendships. Yeah. It forces you to um, be hospitable. I mean, I lived in an apartment, a two-bedroom apartment. Like, it was not a, you know, it was cute, but it wasn't like some large home that was great for hosting. But it forced you to have people over and to see people because you needed it. And him doing that opened the doors for us to share. So we mentioned that several years ago to our Sunday school class teachers here in Little Rock. And, you know, we're just talking about how to get closer I'm like, hey, just ask. Like, let's just go around. Yeah. So we still, seven years later, do that in this class before we ever get to the lesson. And people, like, just share their hearts. And it may take 45 minutes. We may literally be down to 10 minutes left of class. <laughs> but that's what Jesus wanted to I have know. happen and, that and day. That's, that, so that is basically what our Sunday school class is like right now. Okay. And has been. And um, and that's just how we build community. That's, well, and it's moral support. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's just... just Having the support of your friends and your, you know, fellow, you know, brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in Christ. I mean, that's, that's, that's what we need in, in this world we live in. And there's in. no judgment. Like, there's no, you just never know that week what someone's going through. And mm-hmm. so it's, anyways. That sounds amazing. Sounds lovely. It sounds amazing. We love it. That, that, and I'm not going to lie, we have Shipley's Donuts for free. <laughs> for, for free. free. <laughs> they are all over the church. My kids know where to go. Like, they run around in between, like, just. Getting donut holes and cups—that's <laughs> dreamy. Yeah, they know. That's a little tether we, we, to the we, church. We have a, we, there's some kind of contract with Shipley's. We pay a lot of money. We have, the church does. They're free, but yeah. it's anyways. We well, Shipley's. I will say donuts usually are free Catholic churches, but at this one particular one, we were like, you have to pay for a. Maybe it was donut? a fundraiser. No, it's oh, not. No. It's it's been it's just it's the a, way they do it. It's just the way they do it, and it's like you could do this so much better. Right. This That's, is worth your like a hundred dollars. It's yeah. not conducive. To, I mean, I mean, donuts are like ten cents. Yeah. And yeah. why are you doing it? Like, are you doing it because you think people are hungry and they need a donut? A yeah. newsflash, no one needs a donut. No one needs a donut. Right, you're doing it so that you can establish community. And right. if you're charging people for community, that is antithetical to the establishment of community. <laughs> that's not why you're doing it. Like, I know. I reevaluate. Know. Somebody, somebody Sounds like lost. we're taking this over. We're taking over that ministry. <laughs> we want free donuts for life. No. I mean, I, I love I love our conversation about um, community, but I also want to just praise the idea of having a lifelong learning experience. Oh, yeah. Like, that's beautiful. Yeah. I think that something that we fall short of in the Catholic churches, we have our... Um, 
we call the sacraments of initiation. Mm -hmm. So baptism, first Holy Communion, and confirmation are sacraments of initiation. Just as I said, like if your kid is in, you know, the the year to receive their first Holy Communion, you're going to make sure they make it to all of their preparation classes. In the same way, confirmation, a lot of our parishes have like a separate program to prepare kids for confirmation. But people often see confirmation as like you've graduated from Catholic learning. You know what I mean? There's no more more you need to know about Jesus. Like you've done it. The Holy Spirit has sealed your spirit and on with you. And that's so not, I mean, it's a misunderstanding of sacrament in general. So, I mean, there's that. But I love the idea that you have the opportunity to continue as adults in, in learning together, not just in community, but really in formation. Because, I mean, I'm sure you've changed. And you're uh, learning, and you've learned things that you would not have learned, no. like sitting at home on with your own with your yeah. devotions. No, yeah. no, exactly. Yeah, I, I, and it, yeah, it definitely forces you to open the Bible. I mean, it's so easy for me to like open like a devotional book. I mean, I probably do that every morning, and I, sh- you know, and, and read that. Wrong with and that, there's nothing but... wrong, but I. I, I, truth be told, I do not study the word enough mm-hmm. at all. I don't like, know that any of us at, at all, yeah. and it's so like, and I, I know that I don't, and then I still don't. <laughs> like that's so embarrassing. But, but Why do I do the thing that I know is wrong? Right. I don't want to do. That's also scriptural. Yeah. Like, what in the world? But it, it, isn't it so funny how you can study a book of the Bible and get something from it one you know one season of your life and then read it again you know ten oh, years later sure. and you're like it speaks differently. Oh wow. That yeah. yeah. It does. It does. We yeah. call that living the liturgy in the mm-hmm. Catholic Church, or that we read. I mean. In, in the terms, and in, in the Catholic Church, the liturgy covers basically the entire breadth of Scripture, mm-hmm. Old Testament and New Testament, within three years. Oh, so wow. every th- three years, we basically get the whole picture of the Bible in the liturgy, yeah. right? And it, it is different. Every time you every time that reading comes back around, mm-hmm. you're like, oh. Or you hear a different homily on it, a different yeah. priest, a priest preaches on the same way. reading you've heard for the last 25 years of your life, because you probably weren't paying attention for the first five or six years. <laughs> But you've heard it so many times in that, that three-year cycle. And then when it comes back again, you're like, oh, I've never heard yeah. that story. before. Yeah. yeah. You're right. And in the, in the way, it, whoever's preaching it could, it, yeah, can take so much different, more from it. And that's also something that I, I have a little um, secret uh, passion. It's not even it's not, it's not even in a weakness because I think it actually makes me stronger. I love to listen to pastors of all Christian denominations and even even actually rabbis and Jewish rabbis yeah. talk about Old Testament stuff just to get a different take on um, you know the, the interpretation of scripture like how, a, do, how how is the Holy Spirit touching you and what, what is the message that you received? Oh I like that I should do that more. I like that you do that. Well, I do it because I've actually started doing it. My my um, husband's brother is a non-denominational um, pastor, oh, yeah. and he has a big non-denominational church, but mm-hmm. he went to a Baptist seminary, and I started to listen to some of his preaching, and I was like, this is fascinating. These are things that I had never heard before, and it's, it's so informative, and I think it makes you, in whatever faith you are, stronger to know that Jesus loves all of these people, and the Holy Spirit is talking to all of these people, and they can communicate things to you that Jesus wants you to know. Right. Um, and, and not that that excuses me from, you know, my Sunday obligation or even my Catholicism, but I do think that there is wisdom and beauty in other faiths that we can tap into and not be so worried. I right. know. Right. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Jesus is not going to do anything bad no. to you no. if you listen no. to another 
Christian or or, or if you go in the Methodist ski trip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Such good trips. Such good trips. The bath see in my hometown the Baptists had all the good ski trips. They did. Um and we did Disney World a couple times the Catholic Church did when my oh. mom was the youth director. Youth nice. Director. I didn't know your mom was a youth director. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. And, um, that was the one time the Catholics were a little bit cooler than everyone else in town. Because your mom t- was in charge. Yeah. Well, yeah. Absolutely. I hundred percent. St. Robin had yeah. it figured out. She held just major events at her house. Let's <laughs> be honest. everyone a huge bus. It was hilarious. But anyways, we uh, drove to Florida and, um, and uh, on the last one. So the the first one, my mom was the youth director, youth minister. The second one, she kind of retired, but the lady who she convinced to take over was like, I'm not doing this without you. You're coming, <laughs> you're coming back to Disney World. Because everyone loved it so much that yeah. there was a big push. And um, she said at Disney World, um, the next time I come back, I will have grandchildren. This is my last <laughs> Disney trip <laughs> with teenagers. And, you know, but, oh, um, yeah. yeah. So we had, we had a good run to be cool. But, I think but that's so important that you find a way to um, connect with and bring in the young, yes. the children. The, I think it, sometimes it's just, it is about having fun. Yeah. Like, I think that beauty and truth and um, faith can grow from that. But if you're not enjoying yourself and if you don't want to be around the people that um, are are ministering to you, then they're not, they're not going to be able to minister to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you got to have a little bit of fun and... God wants laughter. I mean, yeah. he wants us to be, like, experience joy and happiness. Yeah, I mean, sure. And... Yes, absolutely. And, and... To grow your church community, you need the young. Yes, you do. And yes. there's so many They're churches like, oh. that um, that you go in, and it's like only only it's scary. Old yes, yes, <laughs> for sure. And I even feel like one of those old people sometimes. You know, you look around and you're like, "Where's what, what's the future look like?" Yeah. And let me. I, I have a question. Speaking of old people, because you hear, hear the. Um, you hear the phrase, if you're not crying, you're dying. Yeah. Um, if you don't have babies and young families, then oh, your church yeah. will eventually, you know. And so I think that's a difference mm-hmm. that we could maybe talk about. Not good or bad, but um, y'all do, y'all, y'all. Bad to um, A lot of my Protestant friends, um, kids don't necessarily come to big church, no. do they? Yeah. That's right. Oh, what is that? What so, is so they're in nursery or they're in their Sunday school class. Okay. But I love, like you guys, do you still, you had the rooms with the rocking chairs. The cry rooms. The cry rooms. <laughs> where the mom could yes. um, be a part of the service. And you can hear everything and see everything. Right. There's it's a just, plate glass window that says exactly. there's any squirting. Just it doesn't quiet. go in. <laughs> right. I love that. I love, I think that that's, I love that y'all yeah. do that. I think that's amazing. Yeah, we have nurseries, but it's not a huge thing. I don't know. Some churches it is. Is Some churches, some churches it isn't. Some churches you go and you see the nursery, and you're like, I'm probably not going to put my kid in that nursery. (laughs) And and I have, I have a good friend. I mean, she and she's like, you know, every time I take her in the nursery, she comes home sick. Like she's like, it's not worth it. And so, yeah. Um, and I totally get it. Like Mm -hmm. I get that. Yeah, I love that y'all have the opportunity, those little rocking chairs where yeah. you can just rock your baby and listen and be part yeah. of the church. And usually, um, so where we go to Mass now, um, the cry room is sort of like up front, but oh. it's but it's all glass oh, no and it's hilarious because you see <laughs> you see the kids. That's like a lot of pressure. And, oh, oh, and they haven't you know they're little, so they haven't necessarily figured out how to open the door, but they're just like clicking on the door handle, you know. And that's and all like, visible. Yeah, that's uh, amazing. I mean, it's off to the side. Sure. Uh, you know how sometimes, like, 
there's like at the cathedral, there's side pews. Yeah. It's sort of that. Like what the side altars are, like right in front yeah. of you. I would laugh oh so goodness. hard. Yes. But every once in a while, you're like, I can't watch because I will just stare at the kids, you know, like. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, mine would be the worst. Yeah. We sit in the balcony right now because our two older ones, they go to big church with us now. And I just, oh, <laughs> we have to hide. <laughs> they ask so many questions, one in, one in particular. Um, talks throughout the entire service oh. and and we'll ask questions like what did he mean by that or no where's that or what's he what are y'all talking about and, <laughs> and so then my husband who's like if you would just listen mm-hmm. he, he explained it later but because you were talking while he was <laughs> you missed it you missed it which is also probably how he lives his academic life <laughs> at school um I mean like it's such it's so obvious yeah I'm like you probably miss a lot in school too um by talking and asking <laughs> questions that were already answered but anyways it's so we're we're right now up in the balcony towards the back we have a little road just you know, the four of us our four-year-old's still in nursery and um to hide from other people <laughs> but I think there is that season of like kind of training your little ones to, yeah. to sit still yeah. and, and learn that they're they're yeah. at the age where they're figuring it out or whatever yeah. but you know, you always see the um, the moms that like we make it to we make it to communion or we make it to the you know the gifts or whatever it is. Like they know their kids' threshold, and then they're yeah. in the back, like oh, well, watching just, their toddler walk yes. around. You oh, know, so much the, pacing. We used to have um, some of our friends, the Greens. Uh, they had a child <laughs> that's about the same age as our youngest, yeah. and uh, Daniel would usually be on baby duty, and, and I at the end of mass, and so we would just be standing next to each other, just swaying. Just swaying. <laughs> Church, we're, like, we're not going. We are not going through the doors into the vestibule. We will stay in the sanctuary, but we're going to be right by the door, just dancing, choreography, swinging. Um, but yeah, you do what you got to do. Yeah, you, you do. do what you got to do. And how beautiful though that he's engaged enough to ask questions. I mean, yeah. And let's be honest. There probably it's not always pertaining to what's going on in the service. It may be like, like what are we having for lunch? Yeah, or like, can I have so and so stay the night? You know, like that. You know, it's not. You could you could ring you could make yeah, that tighter. I mean, there's but. really no telling. And then it's like who gets to sit by what parents? Yes, you know, yes, all that drives. Yeah, it's kids. Musical it. pews, we call it. But like, I miss it. I, yes, I know. Yeah. I'll be so sad one day when they're not sitting there with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about that in my. Oh, I think I did in the blog. I'm not sure, but I remember having friends that their mother lived out of state and um, said that if you would send home your. Um, Oh, goodness. What is it that you get when you go to bulletin? mass? Yes. Your mm-hmm. church bulletin. Mail that home and I'll pay for your lunch. <laughs> like, lunch, Show lunch me on me. Show me that you went to mass. I and, love Isn't that, that. Hilarious? That's hilarious? Chris, I guess, I mean, that was pre-iPhone. So now you could just, like, snap a photo. Hopefully not lie. Snap a yeah, photo yeah. that you were there. And, you know, like, your mom might put extra money in your account for, like, a fun lunch treat. And that, I, but what, you do what you got to do. Like, oh, when they're in college, this, I assume. This is a pro tip. I yeah, think this is genius. Tip. Yeah. I mean, I there's. I love it. So, I just thought that was the cutest thing ever. And I, I, will, I, I have never forgotten that. Like, That's a great Follow it away. Idea. Now, you said that used to when y'all would go to the beach. Because Fran's mm-hmm. parents go to daily mass. Mm-hmm. So, they go every day. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And um, they would say to their kids, because there's six of them, like, we're going to Mass in the morning if y'all want to come. We're going to go have a fun breakfast. If you don't want to come, that's okay. But there's pop tarts. bars. Yeah. <laughs> Can you have a Nutri-Grain bar and all that? So it was. Exactly. It, we all, I think. Um, we get a little sugar with our, yeah, with our medicine. Yeah, that's right. I like that's. Because everybody likes that goes every day. Yeah, I mean, most days. I mean, of course, there are some days where they don't right. make it. But yeah, they're, they are daily communicators. Okay, so and then truth. Um, 
we are not ones like when we go on vacation, you just know that you're, if it's a Saturday to Saturday, you're going to miss that Sunday church. Yeah. But you guys will find. Well, that was going to be a question. Actually, we talked about that as a setup question for you because some people do it differently. Some people like to go out of town. We just and, know we're not going to be yeah, in church that Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys will find, like, uh, you will go to Mass. Masstimes.org. Yeah. That is a. Get out. There's a website. <laughs> so you can website. type in any town you're in. Get and out. And it tells you the Mass Times of the local church. See, that would be impossible. I mean, we could Google, like, Baptist churches, yes. but it would pull up 20. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. And I love that you guys do that. Like, you're so committed. You are not going to miss. Yeah. So, funny story about that for the Eddies. Um, (laughs) We went to, we were newly married, but we were, you know, in our 30s, and we were driving through somewhere, and we stopped, and we were on a college campus, because they had, like, a, like, a 7 o'clock mass or something, and we said, okay, let's go, let's go to that, that'll be fun to see it, I love going to, I love going to mass on college campuses, I just like to see, there's a life there, yeah, usually, yeah, there totally is, and there's, you know, girlfriends and boyfriends, and there's, you know, a group of, you can tell they're probably roommates or something, and um, it's just fun to see. And, and they often send the superstar priest to college Oh, for campus sure. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. It's like a Sigma Chi Marine kind of priest. <laughs> <laughs> where, He's probably really good looking. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just has it, you know, and has a way with, with um, the, the college kids there. But anyways, we were walking in, and I was just kind of took a deep breath, and I'm like, this is so fun. It would have been fun to have been, you know, married young, and we could go to Mass together and live on campus, and... I said, do you think he might think that we're like a young married couple? And Chong goes, in, in college, and he goes, no. <laughs> and I said, no, but seriously, we could be like graduate students and living, you know, in the college housing. And he goes, Tracy, nobody here thinks you're in college. <laughs> and thank you. Yeah. And so I got, I was like, oh, man, That's... I thought I could like blend in. Yeah, do, do we stand campus. out or not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But no, we do, I do love going to college. I do too. College. I especially also like it. So my husband is an ER physician, and so he has to do shift work that often doesn't correspond well with oh, mass schedules on the weekend. And yeah. so hit, hitting a mass time is sometimes hard, depending on his schedule. But college campuses have what we call the last chance mass. Yeah. And it's often like at 9 p.m. Get out. Yes. So we can, you know, if, if for some reason he works a you know, day shift and can't make it to Sunday mass, or, or if he's working Saturday and Sunday, he can't even make an anticipated mass, we'll go to last chance mass at Vanderbilt. Last chance. <laughs> no pressure. Last chance. <laughs> but I love it. Walking in, because it's kind of dark and it's quiet-ish, oh. and it's um, it's just a beautiful, it just feels differently. Service. It is a very beautiful, beautiful mass. And what a great way to like, and then go home and Go to bed, like yeah. go to sleep with this ultimate peace yeah. surrounding you. That's I like that they do that. That's really I do neat. too. I appreciate that, That's especially good. now that I have a child going into college. I'm like, you can always make that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Last <laughs> and get a bulletin. Yeah, and I'll take the mail it to Mama. This this is going to become part of the Jaeger repertoire. Is that yeah. we take pictures of bulletins. I love. Isn't this. that great? I'll never. Forget. Thank you for sharing yes. that little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so Sarah must share. A Catholic mom tip. I know. See, the, hey. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Just, I we love it. This you. is perfect. Keeping, keeping our kids in the church. Uh. So we always end our podcast with something that we call the Bellator last little bit. Okay. And what it is, is like 
one more thing, and the reason why we came up with this, I'll tell you for, for your okay. information, because this will not surprise you at all. When Tracy and I are on the phone, and I'm sure this happens between the two of for you sure. as well, like, you can't stop talking. Uh-huh. We'll have, one more thing I forgot to tell you. <laughs> one more thing. And so when we were planning kind of like how we would format this podcast, we were like, okay, we have to we have to have a stopping point. <laughs> like, there has to be one more thing, one last like little that. bit to say. So we always and then come, you're done. Yeah, and then you're done. And it doesn't have to be about anything that we've talked about here today. It can be like, I really like this book or I watched this show or somebody said this to me or I like the color fuchsia or you know whatever like tell like tell us one last little bit and we're not going to put you on the spot you can think about it while we do our last little bit um I will go first and say that um so we we're we actually took this podcast on the road we didn't say that in the beginning we are here in Little Rock Arkansas podcasting together when usually Tracy's in Phoenix I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and we're doing it over Skype, and we have a fantastic producer who's, like, putting it all together in a beautiful package. Listening with his earphones. <laughs> I know. It looks really official. Right now, we're sitting around Sarah Beth's table and doing a podcast, again, on the road. And um, so we're in Little Rock. Tracy and I used to live in Little Rock. Um, in fact, that's how we became friends. We were neighbors walking together, and we all went to the same church, which is actually just around the corner from that's Sarah true. Beth's yeah. house. And and you're not gonna, I'm like, right, by cat, like, again. <laughs> I love it. But I just wanted to, I guess my last little bit is we went to Mass last night. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, there's something really cool about going to a church that you have been going to for years and years. I went to that church. I made my first Holy Communion at that church. So that was when I was seven years old. So I am 42, right? I'm 42. So, I mean, I've been going to this church for so many years. And to go back in and see, like, the people who were old people when I was little are, are still, still there. there. <laughs> and it's, it's so sweet. It's I just so love it. It is. It just makes you feel like a part of a family. Um, that these faces are familiar. The you know, I, I just that's my last little bit. Is it's cool. It's cool to plug into a parish, even if that's not where I go every Sunday. Obviously, because I'm not going to make the yeah. five hour commute to mass no. on the weekend. It's just nice to, to go back home. Have yes. my, okay, so my last little bit is gonna. I'm gonna tattle on you just a little bit, Sarah, oh, because gosh. when I lived in Little Rock, we also went to that to the same parish that friends referencing and. We, Sarah and I worked together, and I don't even think we were working together at the time, but you called me, and you go, oh, yeah. why is there a Budweiser truck <laughs> at your church? And I went, I don't know. And I said, well, it's probably like Rex Fest, because they do, you know. And I sort of explained it, and you go, I love the Catholics. I love it. Just right there in front of the church. I mean, it was beautiful. The biggest Budweiser red-white truck. It was amazing. And I still drive, you know, obviously past the church multiple times a day. Uh And um, I get to see all the kids on the playground during the school day. I get to see the moms at pickup later in the afternoon. And then I get to see all the parking lot full during all the masses. (laughs) I love it. I love being by y'all's church. It's sweet. Okay, so mine is, um, my last little bit, is my cousin sent us a photo this morning. My soon-to-be 95-year-old grandmother, we moved to St. Bernard's Assisted Living. And they have a shuttle bus that takes um, their residents to First Baptist Church, um, which I'm super thankful for because, of course, she she does not drive and has not driven in a few years now. But church is such a big deal, always has been a big deal in yeah. her life. But particularly now, I mean, those are her only outings are Sunday morning church, Wednesday night, you know, dinner at the church. And so my cousin sent the most precious picture. She was in the balcony and you could see like three rows of these residents um, all sitting together and they were like a little posse. 
And the preacher even said from the um, pulpit this morning, the bus was full. And I was like, oh, they were so cute. And they were just dressed in their best. And they were still there, you know, worshiping in the house of the Lord. And I just have to give a shout out to St. Bernard's for providing that. Mm -hmm. And then um, for churches out there, I I wish they all could. Like, I just wish that churches were able to provide some kind of shuttle service to those so that they can. The homebound. Yes. Yes. And I know it's not, maybe it's not feasible for everybody, but. I just think that that's such an outreach. It's a big deal. It's a big yeah. deal. And so that's my little bit. And your grandmother's so precious. She's so She's precious. She's lady yeah. you've ever seen. Yeah. We might have to see that picture and put it up. Yeah. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Totally. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so cute. Okay. okay. We're done. Thank you, Sarah. Ooh, thank you. Thank you. So good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So fun. <laughs> I feel like I was in church. So this is Thanks for joining us today on Bellator Colloquium. Please look for Bellator Society on everything social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if you like what we're doing here on this podcast, we would love for you to share that with us. Rate us on iTunes to help us get the word out and share, share, share. We cannot wait to chat next time right here on Bellator Colloquium, the conversation for online warriors for the true, good, and beautiful.